Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports. Oh, this is so good. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Did you really think that after absolutely blowing your butt out in game one? Did they blow their butt out? Yes, they blew their collective butts out to try to get that win. Oh, their weekly mission to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take it to Flavortown. Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the nose <laughs> test didn't? The Sinner and the St. Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, the radio.com app. It's just turned into a gigantic Mexican. And 1080thefan.com. Hour two! Miss anything from hour one, the podcast will be available following the show on 1080thefan.com, the radio.com app. You just go in there, you can type in Sinner and Saint, and it'll pop right up. Did you know that? Yeah. That's brought to you by Les Schwab Tires, so that's a bonus. But, yeah, you go right on to um, your, uh, what is it called, um, BlackBerry? It's the internet. Oh, yeah, the internet. Your BlackBerry, you and, uh, what's his name? Is that Burt Reynolds? That's right. <coughs> Jamal Crawford still uses BlackBerry. We oh, talked about that yesterday. Yeah. So, um, but Burt Reynolds, I'm sure, still has a BlackBerry, which is fantastic. Burt uh, Reynolds is dead. I'm sure he has a BlackBerry positive about it okay all right i just look i want to i thought you might want to know that i want to be buried with my blackberry um look when you throw my corpse down in that hole i want my blackberry make sure my blackberry's buzzing with emails and updates been the most significant piece of tech that i've had my entire life um last night blazers played the new look blazers you think of uh, the debut of uh, one Norman Powell last night? How, how's your uh, Blazers fandom feeling right now? Because I know you were hurt by the loss of Gary Trent. I was incredibly hurt by it. And I'm here to grovel at the oh. feet of the fans, at the feet of our fan listeners. Yeah. Who uh, view me as not only a waste of time, but also a, uh, a, as Brandon Sprague called it on Twitter, a fake hot take artist. Oh! Shots fired. Snap. Shots fired. Wow. But I will admit, I was proven wrong last night. Will Dargan's hot fake. Hot fakes. Hot fakes. That's good. There you go. Hot yeah. fakes. I like we that. We start doing hot fakes. Uh, yeah, I was completely proven wrong by it. Now, I there's a couple of considerations about what happened last night. One, it's the Orlando Magic. Two, the Orlando Magic were severely depleted on the sure. roster. Yeah. I think they had guys out there who were probably... You know, first average, time ever playing in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not great. 
Uh, third, Damian Lillard did not play. So if Damian Lillard does not play, that means that C.J. McCollum has to take over the scoring load, which in normal situations with the Trailblazers would mean there also needs to be somebody else that will take on the scoring load after C.J. Enter Norman uh, Jacob Powell, whatever his middle name is. Let's find out. Uh, four, this was a back-to-back, and you had a Norman Powell who has never played with a team before who was basically given zero structure. And Terry Stott said that as much in the post-game interview. He said, look, the guy has been on the team for one day. We yep. sent him out there. We told him what the basics were. But after that, we just let him play free and fancy. You know, he just basically stood in corners, shot. He got rebounds and, you know, shot three-pointers. Making five three-pointers in any game is incredibly impressive. The thing I want to stress about the excitement everybody feels about Norman Powell right now is just wait. Just wait to see what happens. Because last night was really great, but we were also playing against a really crappy Orlando Magic team that we should have honestly beat by 15. Oh, easy. You won by eight. Norman W.C. Powell. Thank you. God, what a name. Yeah. And Norman W.C. Powell. Well, where's his law firm? And, and I, it should be Junior. His father was Norman Powell Sr. So it's, oh, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, there you go. I mean, that's my take on it. Again, it was impressive. I can't I can't knock on the guy. It was an incredible performance. It was the most points by a Blazer in a debut of his own game. He hit five three-pointers. I think he had something like a block and two steals. So he was everywhere. Yeah. He played a great game. Just let's see what happens. That's fine. Um, but just... I know that uh, the eyeball test is a thing that we can use. You you look at just the way he moves around the court and his tenacity on defense, fighting yeah. through screens. Mm. I thought he looked good. Uh, nice, clean-cut young man wearing the T-shirt underneath his uniform. Always a great look. Him and you Nurk, like that? Him and Nurk both doing that last yeah. night. Cannot take my eyes off of it. I'm You're like, not a fan of that, are you? Uh not a huge fan of it. Well, are you getting are you getting coming around to the uh, Oregon uniforms at all? Uh, well, but should, oh, the basketball ones. Yeah, that's fine. It's whatever. Um, again, but um, but no, I thought I thought it looked like you know he he. You could see why people are saying that this is an upgrade. Uh, Jason Quick called it you know a win now move, and you can go all right. I think this is an upgrade. It's certainly an upgrade from Rodney Hood. The question is yes. the yeah. question is is it an upgrade from Gary Trent? Junior. I think it is an upgrade from Gary Trent Jr. But here is again where I'm uh, caveating with the please wait and see. Sure, of course. Tag is that again. What the Norman Powell trade did was not really structurally just completely change the Portland Trailblazers. No. In fact, what you did was you now have an empty roster spot, two empty roster spots now, and you brought in a better Gary Trent Jr. Now. What that also means is that you didn't add what you really did need, or at least what we all think you need, which is a power forward or forward who can play great defense, who can score, and who can also rebound. Now, I know that's a lot to ask, but at the same time, I'm not asking you to be excelling in all those areas. I'm just asking you to be a little bit of both. Sure. It seems like Norman Powell is fitting that bill right now, but... I would like to wait to see what happens once, one, you have Damian Lillard back into the lineup, which means Norman Powell will no longer start, which if you look back at Norman Powell's history with the Toronto Raptors, he didn't do too well off the bench. Better as a starter. He's better as a starter. I don't know what that's about, but Terry Stotts also said there's a very strong possibility he's just going to start all three of them once they're back. Well, there you go. It'd be interesting to see. The other thing that I liked last night was uh, Anthony Simons I thought looked good. 
Yeah, he did. Getting him more minutes, and that's part of having Hood and Trent both gone, is you only bring back one player in that deal. That means there's some more minutes for Anthony Simons, which I thought looked good. The other thing, I thought Nurk was moving pretty well, considering he just got off of a calf strain plus wrist fracture. I thought he looked like he was fit and ready to play you know, meaningful minutes in a few weeks. Um, he didn't play a ton last night, but you're going to work him into it. There'll be that little minutes restriction. But when he was out there, it looked like he was moving well, which at the beginning of the season, I don't know if it looked like he was moving that well. Yeah, and that was pretty much the biggest worry that I had coming into this game was that you were going to watch him play. And Stotts had said even before this, I saw it on Twitter somewhere saying that like he was going to play in five-minute spurts and that's yep. it. And, uh, you know, they got that accomplished, and it looked like that there was no wear or tear that was done to him. You know, a lot of these cases, I think you even saw it when CJ came back, was in his first game. You saw the wear a little bit. Not to say he was hurt, but you saw the tiredness setting in. It was like, okay, you're, I get it. But the difference between a fractured foot and a fractured exactly. uh, hand is that, you well, know. Well, but he had the quad, too, wasn't it? Or well, yeah, that's what I was saying, the calf yeah. strain. He had a calf, calf strain. strain. That's, right. that's, what I, that's what I was looking for more than, because the, the wrist isn't really going to, you know, deplete your mobility. No. Um, you know, if anything, it's just working up the arm strength, which is not as critical as leg strength in the NBA, I wouldn't think. So, yeah, but watching him just get out there and just kind of make sure he can move well and, and fit within kind of what the team's doing. And you're absolutely right. No Damian Lillard obviously changes the flow of the entire game. But what when we were talking with Chris Hayes yesterday, Chris Haynes yesterday, um, when I was filling in for Dusty on your show. Not my show, AJ's show. Your show, which is oddly named AJ and Dusty. It's AJ and it's, Dusty, but it's AJ's Dark. show. <laughs> Uh, we were talking to Chris Haynes yesterday. He was saying, you know, that the, what the Blazers need to do is figure out a way to be multidimensional where teams can't just go and try to shut down Damian Lillard. And for a game without Dame to go out and, and move the ball as well as they did, have everybody involved from, you know, outside shooting to just, you know, moving the ball around the court well, I thought that that looked really good. If there's opportunities where Dame can play off the ball a little bit more down the stretch, get some rest. I don't know if he needs to play tomorrow against Toronto. It sounded like I, I heard di differing things. Somebody it's, said it was going to sit out for three games. Somebody it's said it, possible he could play. Yeah. So anyway. It'd be nice if he could get a little bit of a rest as down the stretch and be ready and fresh for the playoffs. That's, that's my biggest hope with this. I think one interesting aspect of all this is that you could have a really scary lineup. And again, I, I, I'm just going to keep saying this over and over again. I don't really know what your threshold has to be to see if this is going to work. Let's put it at 10 games. Let's see what happens after 10 games. If we're getting into a consistent flow where we're seeing what this lineup is going to look like and it's successful, then hell yeah, I'm on board. Norman Powell, let's do this. But like, what if you had a lineup where you were going Dame, CJ, Norman Powell, Enos Cantor, and Yusuf Nurkic. Ooh. Now, what that creates is this whole type of Orlando Magic 2009 theory. And that's pretty much what they did. The Orlando Magic did this genius thing before it was even thought of, which was get your 3D guys outside and have one big MFR in the paint who rebounds and outlets. Yeah. And for them, that was Rashard Lewis and Dwight Howard. They were yeah. getting it out to uh, Hito Turkoglu, who was good for like a season. Dwight Howard, also Defensive Player of the Year in those yeah. days. Hey, uh, Nurk and he's, he's good. He's good. He's a good defender. He's good. He's not Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Good. Not even Cantor. He is not a good defender. No. But – you could have this whole offensive philosophy that really just plays into what Terry Stotts likes a lot, which is literally just get ball movement, move the friggin' ball around as much as you possibly can until someone's open. Yep. You know, run pick and rolls. Could you imagine running a double pick with both Cantor and Enos doing like Cantor a Cantor and Ennis? Sorry. Right, I'm sorry, Nurkic and Ennis. 
um, doing a stagger pick where you basically have Nurk come at the top of the key, get that pick, come back around, and then run a secondary pick with Ennis Cantor, and then a rollout. Like it kind of blows my mind the possibility you'd you could score have. 180 points a game. I mean, well, not be, that much. Okay, but like, there's a lot of possibilities you could have with this lineup, at least from the small sample size you've seen from Norman Powell. Well, and I, well, and like I said, I don't, I'm I'm not going trying to forecast you know where they finished in the playoff now that they've got Norman Powell. It it feels like it is an upgrade. That was the yeah. that was a question. Some people were like, "Ah, Gary Trent, I love you." He was fine, man. In fact, there's a he pick was. that uh, the uh, Raptors have already put out. And I, I retweeted it from the fan account. He's already wearing his um, his uh, airplane bathroom attire. Oh, good. Like outside, you remember those yeah. airplane bathroom hey, picks? The, the kid, yeah. the the kid has a big personality, and he has potential to be a star in this league. The problem was it. They were never going to be able to re-sign him in Portland anyways. Uh, who knows if you'd be able to sign Norman Powell for this season. It looks like after one game, you got a little better. Well, and see, that's the other thing about all this. I think that I go back to it and I'm like, okay, this better be worth it. Because you're not going to be able to re-sign Norman Powell. You're not. Yeah. I mean, if he keeps playing like this, he'll get more money somewhere else and we can't afford it. Sure. And that's kind of the big issue and, you know, why it goes back to that, right? Because we have to pay Damon CJ. Sure. And we also have to pay Nurk in a certain sense. In, the, in these cases with small market teams, it's two guys. You, <laughs> you can sign two guys to big money. Wait. And then after that, the talent drops off. And then sometimes you strike gold with dudes like, again, we'll see, Norman Powell, where you can get him for a season. But, dude, if you don't hit on a Western Conference Finals appearance this season, this trade kind of looks like a waste. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it does. If you get bounced in the first or second round with this and then you lose Norman Powell, I consider that trade a waste. Okay. But you were going to lose Gary Trent anyways, and you weren't going to re-sign Rodney Hood. What so, I'm, I, I guess... You it, know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I, if, I understand. If, if, yeah. if it's a lose-lose situation, you haven't lost anything. If all you had was the players that you have for this season, it doesn't matter where you end up. If if the worst-case scenario, uh, what was the guy's name now that I'm, I'm losing it in my brain? They, they Bill Nye. Uh, Aaron Aflalo. Oh, him. They signed a, they, they signed Aflalo to be a reserve, right? And then Wes Matthews got hurt. Then Aflalo went in, and then he got hurt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ah, it no, wasn't no. a bad signing because he got hurt. It was a bummer that he got hurt, but you never got to see what it was supposed to be. Sometimes you go out and make these moves. If Dame misses significant time down the stretch and Norman play, Powell plays out of his mind, they're probably not getting out of the first or second round. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how well he plays. You need to keep the whole team intact. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. The most important thing for the Blazers you have no control over, which is can can you stay healthy? TBD. TBD, bruh. TBD. TBDs. You signed Ennis Cantor to play with Nurkic two years ago. They never got a chance to do that during down the playoff stretch. You sign him back to play with Yusuf Nurkic. We've missed, what, 30 games already with, with the two of them. Now you finally have an opportunity. You have to stay healthy. We'll see what happens. But so far, so good with the Norman Powell trade. 503-250-1080 is the fan text line. I thought Evan Turner was going to be good, too. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. Yeah. Uh, I had a buddy swear to me, swear to me, that Mario Hazonia was going to be awesome in Portland. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He was wow. convinced. He very what, what quickly... Was- I mean, he just, uh, dude, the potential that guy has, he just had an opportunity. He doesn't have to be a star. He can just be a guy that comes in off the bench. You know, he was was like, what, a sixth overall pick? Yeah. Yeah. See, and, you know, we had that same thing happen to us with Thomas Robinson. I was just going to say Thomas Robinson. 
And it was like, well, yeah, I mean, Thomas Robinson was drafted very high. He was drafted one spot ahead of Damian Lillard. Yeah, that's fine. But Thomas Robinson is... Well, we know now. He was fine. Yeah. I mean, he shouldn't have been drafted that high. That's why, you know, a lot of these moves to me, it's always like NBA teams, I think a lot of the time will believe in hype or potential more than they will just like straight up talent because I think there's such a a huge split between ideologies of the long game and the short game, right? Because a lot of people uh, subscribe to the philosophy that say like the Spurs or the Golden State Warriors had, which is like, look, just build the potential, build the talent, get your guy, right? Your Steph Curry, get your Damian Lillard, get your Kyle Lowry and build around it. But then there's other dudes like the Lakers or the Raptors at one point Ah. who are just like, Get me the friggin' dude right now. I want this title, and I don't care what happens after. Yeah, Sharana doesn't have a title if everybody on the Golden State Warriors doesn't get hurt. Uh, but they, but they got hey, it. Hey, they got one. Um, but the other thing, too, is you just go out and you make all these moves, and they seem brilliant at the time. And then if they don't work out, everybody goes back and has revisions history. Should the If the Blazers would have kept Jermaine O'Neal, he ended up being a great player for the Pacers. Guess what? If he stayed in Portland, they probably wouldn't win a championship. The Pacers didn't win a championship with him. He turned into a very good player. Yeah. It's a bummer they couldn't keep him at the time, but sometimes guys go and they get better in their second stop. And you can't, if Gary Trent goes on to be a superstar, it doesn't mean that this was a bad trade. It just means that it didn't work out that he could stay in Portland at this time. No, actually, it does mean it's a bad trade. Were they going to sign him at the end of this year? Um, well, it, I, I guess here's where, here's where I, I put it back on you is where I say, do you think the Blazers in any way whatsoever will be able to sign Norman Powell at the end of this season? doesn't matter. They wouldn't, no, If they can't sign Gary Trent and they got rid of him for something. And see, that's the thing, too. They think they can't sign Gary Trent. Yeah. And, you know, that was what was kind of uh, uh, kind of rattling in my head with all this, too. This whole thing. I was like, why do we keep assuming we can't sign Gary Trent? You know, if he keeps playing the way he does... The market won't be that big for him, sure. to be quite honest. In fact, the market's going to be way bigger for Norman Powell at this point. <laughs> like, maybe. Like, you could re-sign Gary Trent Jr. to for less than Gary Powell. Well, I or mean, Trent, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, Norman Powell. Norman Powell, yeah. you could sign him less if he keeps playing the way he does, and then he might just pop in his next season. Sure, you don't know that. Well, yes, but again, you have to have a fortune teller's mind to figure this stuff out, and that is where it gets really difficult. But revisionist history doesn't help anybody is my point. Who's going to be the MVP? They asked James Harden. He has an answer. We'll tell you what that is. Next, Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Just saw Jennifer Ellis in the hallway. She's going to join us. She's got her countdown clock on for the start of baseball season. It's not far away, dude. Not far away. You getting excited? Tight, yeah. You getting the baseball tinglys over there? Mm, big time. Ooh, smell of pine tar and cut grass. It's good. What? Bats. Um, they asked James Harden who's going to win the MVP. James, what do you say? Well, I feel like I belong in it. I feel like I am the MVP. Um, I mean, it's, it's that simple. Just... I don't want to talk. I don't want to be, you know, speaking divisionally on myself, but I'm going to just leave it at that. But um, I just try to go out there every single night and give my teammates everything that I, I, I can, you know, bring to the game. James Harden would be the first player ever to switch teams in the middle of the season and win an MVP if he does. What and, you've seen yeah. is him playing without KD. Without Kyrie Irving for big chunks. And 41 points last night against the Detroit Pistons. Wow. Yeah. Boy, that's that's a lot, huh? Against, against the, the Pistons. Who? Pistons. Oh, the Pistons. Pistons. Okay. Pistons. And you said without who? Kevin Durant. And Kyrie Irving. Boy. But yeah. he was playing with them before, right? He's playing with Blake Griffin, too. Oh, he, oh, he is playing with Blake Griffin. <laughs> yeah, he's playing with Blake Griffin. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Now, you know what's weird is that, like, there's, like, another dude, like, on the opposite coast who's, like, playing, who did, Whoop. play with literally nothing uh, yep. for, you know, what? half the season and put up better stats than that. So, like, why isn't he the front runner for MVP? It's probably because people think James Harden's a lot better than he really well, is. The, for, in fairness, the person that said James Harden should be the MVP is James Harden. This sure. is not everybody. Oh, They're, no. Skip Bayless is saying it. Now that <laughs> oh, is Skip makes ba- it now, true. Now that yeah. I did not know. Well, now you do. I did not know that. Now whose eggs on whose face now? Your egg face is on my, my face. face. Um, Our faces are touching. The, the beautiful thing about this was I saw this story on CBS Sports. And he, the, guy, the writer of the article. It's beautiful about that. I'll tell you. Okay. The writer <laughs> of the article tried to defend James Harden. Until yeah. you go to the point, he goes, yeah, but with all that said, my pick is Damian Lillard. Yeah, good. Good. <laughs> I And, you know, I understand why James Harden is saying this. because I, I, think I, every, I, I appreciate everybody should feel that way, right? Like, yeah. Norman Powell should feel like he's the MVP of the league. Go out there and try to win. I, listen, I don't want to say anything, but I'm if, without me, we don't win that game. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I get the mentality, and I know that every single NBA player who is a serious competitor, they have that mentality when they go out on the court. It's, I'm the best player on the court, and I'm going to show you why I am. Uh, you know, there's some guys who, 
know, I'm sure there's a little bit of that, like in Enos Cantor, but at the same time, I, I think Cantor for the most part is like, look, I know what part I play on this team and I'm going to do the best I can yep. in that part. James Harden um, doesn't really, and, and this is where it gets to be faux. James Harden doesn't really have that mentality. He's just kind of <laughs> saying it because he thinks that that's probably the best thing to say at the time right now when he's getting all of this attention. James Harden has been put in situations in uh, playoff situations more particular where he has shown that he doesn't have that mentality whatsoever. And in fact, when pressure or crunch time does come to him, when it is put at his feet, when a point guard legend who is now on the Phoenix Suns, making them the two seed in the West, basically gifts him a Western Conference Finals, he goes to a strip club, comes to the game hungover, and then basically screws it up. So him saying this is pretty much just him faking it. He doesn't really believe this. He's just kind of saying it because he thinks that's what people want him to say. That's it. Honestly. Fair enough. And you know what? If he really thinks this, that he's the MVP, why didn't you stay with Houston then? You know, one of the one of the determining factors that we always go through when you're trying to pick the best, right? The, oh, the best guy. What's the big knock on LeBron James? He's bald. And he doesn't know it. At the end of a game, who would you give the rock to? One guy can take the last shot. Who is it? Jordan or LeBron? It's Jordan, and we know it is. It was, dude. Right? Yeah. But that's that's one of the if you're gonna if you're gonna build a franchise around a guy who's gonna be if yeah. a guy could take the last shot. That, right. It's very rarely been the MVP where it's like, who would you give the last shot to? Very rarely do we look at that. Damian Lillard is having such an impressive season that they go throw everything else out of the window. He's great. But what he's doing at the end of games, I think not only is it cool that Damian Lord is in the conversation, but for that to be the reason that he's in the MVP conversation to me is awesome. Yeah. And it should be. And, you know, some people might point to you and say, like, uh, uh, mm, that's not necessarily. Rebounds. He's not getting triple doubles. Well, but more to your theory of, like, who do you want uh, having the ball on the last shot, right? Like, you know, you could counter that by saying, like, okay, well, so then on the Celtics, the real MVP was Ray Allen. Well, that, I would say no. But, I would say it was KG. Okay, but who won an MVP on that team? What? Oh, KG. So, so yeah. But well, was, he didn't win it on that team. Was he, he the he MVP? Won it on yeah, but he wasn't an MVP. On, that that team didn't have an MVP because they had three guys yeah. that were fantastic. I guess what I'm trying to say is, I think that your way of thinking about this, I respect, and I do take into more account than a lot of things. Now, of course, you have to back it up. Here's another example: Robert Ory, right? Oh, sure. Well, Robert Ory comes off the bench. Whatever. I think this clutch gene that Lillard has been displaying most of the season should be your seventy percent. The thirty percent is stuff that's already built in, right? Like, you're not in the conversation unless you are averaging over 25 yeah. a night. You know what I mean? Well, you have to like, be the best player on your right. team. You that's, have to be all of those uh, things. Yes. And that's the 30%. Yeah. The 70 is, what are the moments? What are the yes. moments that you're putting your team over the top? And to be quite honest, this is not a frigging moment for James Harden. No. This is James Harden <laughs> going out and saying, give me the frigging ball, shut up, let me do my thing, and we might win. Who knows? James Harden sabotaged one team, which has, and the argument that I hate for James Harden is the one where people go, if you don't think he's the MVP, just look how bad Houston got after he left. They were already really bad. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but they had a 20 game losing streak yeah. after he left. And so you go, Oh yeah, he's the most valuable player because he forced his way out of one city and went to a team that was already primed to make a championship run, joined them and then kept playing the same basketball he did when he used to care in Houston. 
Like the moment always will be James Harden coming out fat at the beginning of the season going, I'm playing here. That will be the moment you remember. For Lillard, exactly to your point, the moment is going to be the shot against Chicago, the shot against, or the three free throws against uh, the Heat the other night, the shot against, the shot against, the shot against. It, there's so many moments that you go through, but it'll be, oh, yeah, Damian Lord, I forgot that he won MVP. And then somebody goes, dude, how can you forget? That was the most clutch year ever. And that will be the story of it. If it's James Harden who wins it, they will go, oh, James Harden won one in, with the Nets. Oh, yeah, that was the year he forced his way out of Houston. There should be a story around it. I agree. Lillard right now, I think, has the best story. Uh, does that lead to votes? 30 games left. We'll see. We'll see. We'll ready, see. ready for some baseball? I know you are. Ready? I know. I know Jen is. Yeah, she is. Jen's We're, already dancing. Of course, she's always dancing. She's <laughs> punching. She walks <laughs> in the room, punch dancing. Uh, Watch out! Ha, ha, ha. We're talking baseball. She's a maniac. Maniac. Are you gonna sing it? Are you gonna make yeah. me look like an ass over here? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing Jennifer Beals. Oh yeah. Sorry, we were both dreaming about flash dance. Jennifer yeah. Beals. Flash dance, come on. It's flash dance. Here's Will with your sports center update. (laughs) Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back in. Uh, time to talk baseball. Uh, Jennifer uh, Ellis is with us. Uh, she and I just had a very inappropriate for <laughs> on-air conversation. That Not suitable me. for work or on-air Not appropriate or for anywhere. life or anything. Uh, no, but uh, it's good momentum to go in and talk <laughs> baseball, which is not appropriate for Will because uh, yeah. he hates it so much. It offends the, him. The jerk. What's the countdown at, Jen? Where Four are we at? days, 23 hours, 26 minutes, and 30, 29, 28 seconds until first pitch of the first game on opening day. And wow. what is the first game? First, first game first? that will uh, start will be the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Uh, Where are the Blue Jays playing this? You're not in Toronto, right? No, no. They're, they're still Tampa playing Bay. in, uh, no, I believe they're in Buffalo. Aren't they in Buffalo? 
Oh, I thought they were playing in Buffalo last year. They played in Buffalo last year. That's why know. they were like, oh, you know, there's three, you know, who, you know. What, oh, the three New the York three teams. The three New York teams, yeah. Ah, gotcha. Um, so, yeah, that's, they're probably going to play in Buffalo again for a yeah, bit. Because the Raptors are playing in Orlando. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that they were playing in Florida. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, spring training, they're in Florida right yeah. now. So, anyways. Anyways, yeah, I jumped um, in my brain. Yeah. Okay, so we've got a, we've got a countdown yeah, to baseball countdown. less than a week. Yes, what are you most excited about <gasps> other, other than, you can get to it in a second, mm-hmm. other than your Oakland A's, what are you most excited about mm-hmm. for the start of baseball? Oh, man. Well, there's just so many awesome things that are, like, just right there. I can't wait. Um, opening day, you know, lots of really great pitching matchups I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, but even before that, I mean, today there's something that you will probably oh. not see for, a, you know, quite a while because interleague play is probably not going to have these two teams match up for a while. But today, Trevor Bauer and his former teammate Ooh. and also Cy Young winner from last year, they both won Cy Youngs, Shane Bieber on the Indians yep. and uh, Trevor Bauer for the Dodgers. They're, they're pitching, p- pitching matchup against each other today yes but it's spring so, training i know so it's spring training but wait wait come back in wait let me tell you this okay, okay so it's spring training have you ever heard of a guy named cole irvin no i don't think i have so in january on uh the oakland a's instagram they posted hey welcome to oakland cole irvin yeah from philadelphia phillies okay jose canseco commented sell the team like, he was so pissed off. This dude had a plus 17 ERA last year. Why the heck are the A's picking him up? They had such a crappy offseason. Everybody was pissed <laughs> off. If you read the comments, you know, I mean, all the A's fans are, you know, sell the team, sell the team. This is horrible. Why'd you, why'd you bring this guy in? Yesterday, uh, there was news that Mike Fires is going to start the season on the injured list. Okay. And then Frankie Montas had a problem with his hand. So. Sure. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with starters. So it is the last couple of days of spring training. There are three guys that are vying for, you know, the, potentially two spots in the rotation sure. to start the season. Cole Irvin got up last night against the reigning world champion Dodgers with their star lineup yeah. of Mookie Betts, Corey Seager, Cody Bellinger, all the guys. Cole Irvin struck out 10 of them. Eight of them looking, allowed only one hit over six innings. I mean, what's come you, on. What's your and point? It's are a you spring saying, training game, but are, he pitched the game of his life. Chances? He pitched the game of his life in a spring training game. Well, Can you I'm, imagine like what that guy must have felt like? He's never had 10 strikeouts, and especially not against this awesome lineup. Well, he may have just made the A's yeah, <laughs> opening he, day he, roster. He like, possibly could. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you never know. I mean, back in January, oh, God, people were... A's fans were so pissed. I always, I always find it so amazing, and this happens in all sports. It's not just a baseball thing, mm-hmm. but where you write a guy off yeah. completely because he's had some bad performances. You never know what's yeah. going on with yeah, somebody's yeah. life or their mm-hmm. arm or whatever it is. They got a chance to pitch in the big yeah. leagues for a reason, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Sure, he had a 17 ERA. Sure, yeah. Because it, it didn't go well. Right. But he got there for mm-hmm. a reason. Nobody accidentally yes. shows up. Like, exactly. I don't roll out of bed and, like, get a text message and go, dude, today you're starting for the Mariners. They had a clerical error yeah. and you're going out there. They know who these guys <laughs> yes, are. Exactly. And they're rolling out and they're right. throwing a baseball for a living for a reason. Yes. The difference between being great and being terrible, and I've, I've, I've felt – that baseball has the the thinnest margin for a long time because base, professional baseball has been around such a long time. It's a global sport. You have so many guys vying for 
so mm-hmm. few spots. Yeah. The difference between Clayton Kershaw and the the worst pitcher in Major League Baseball is it's not a canyon. Yeah, it's 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 a very small mm-hmm. margin, and the fact that guys can stay on top of that razor's edge as mm-hmm. long as they do is one of the yeah. more remarkable things in sports. Yes, exactly. And all of the sports, as we continue, the, just, those margins just keep getting smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if a guy can figure it out, if you get the right combination of pine tar and resin on the baseball and cheat just right, you could. No, no, no. If you if you can just figure out mm-hmm. the difference between being being you know. Good enough to get to the majors and being good mm-hmm. enough to strike guys out. Just every once in a while, there's a there's a switch that flips, and it's remarkable to see. There's plenty of guys yeah. that have terrible debuts. Maybe yeah. may, maybe it's not going from a 17 ERA to yeah. a three, but there's guys that go from from mediocre. Um, Jake Arrieta, yeah. the guy was just yeah. he was just one of the uh, one of the guys in he the major league baseball. Just some guy around with for no beard, of, for most and then of all his of a sudden, yes, and then boom, gigantic and, beard, and he's uh, you know. Yeah, he's like, I just I needed the beard. Yeah, and I didn't he know did what Pilates, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah, there you go. But it happens in yeah. baseball. I think it happens more than anywhere mm-hmm. else. So that's a great yeah. story. His name again is Corey Cole, Irving. Cole Irvin. Cole Irvin. Yeah. So he, I mean, it was I couldn't believe it. I was like, is this is this for real? Is this really happening? And you know, I mean, Kershaw was was out doing his final tune up before starting uh, on opening day. Yeah. And uh, you know, the A's got to him pretty early and knocked him around. So he, you know, I mean, but he pitched. He, you know, he stayed in the game and pitched for quite a while just to, you know, kind of, you know, fine tune some things, I guess. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, another another pitching matchup that I saw in spring training that you probably won't see very often is uh, Blake Snell on the Padres against nice. uh, Shohei Otani and the Angels. That was a really good game oh, too. Blake, but yeah. Blake Snell. I oh can't man, that dude. Yeah. It's always funny. You've, you've now you've thrown me down a whole baseball rabbit <laughs> hole because Philip Umber popped mm-hmm. in my head. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. If everybody remembers mm-hmm. Philip Umber, he threw a perfect game mm-hmm. against the Mariners yeah. in 2012. The next mm-hmm. year, he's pitching in Korea. Yeah. But I'm, I pulled up the last, you know, the list of uh, perfect games. So Felix had one mm-hmm. after playing right. an entire career, and it was when, you know, he, he had one in 2012. Right. Um, but you look at some of these names, there's guys like Roy Halladay, where you go, yeah. yo, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But then you go through and you have your Philip Umbers on here. And your uh, Dallas Braden. <laughs> Dallas Braden <laughs> is on there. Is what I, was gonna bring I mean, up. you know, the kind of, I love Dallas Braden so much. And, you know, he's so much fun to watch on, on the broadcast, and his hair is just insane. Sure. I did, you know Cameo? Do you know Cameo? The, the, oh, yeah, can, yeah, the site where you can uh, yeah. pay for somebody to so wish I, you well. I had, uh, I had Dallas Braden send my brother a birthday message last year because my brother is going to turn 50 this year. So yeah. last year, uh, his big thing, uh, Dallas Braden, whenever the A's hit a home run, he says, next stop, pound town. So I said, <laughs> uh, can you please say next stop, 50? So, you know, it was kind of cold. My brother's going to be 50 this year. Uh, so it's pretty fun. I, Wait, wait a minute, I'm sorry. He says, he says next, next stop, stop pound, pound town. town. Yep, that's what There's, he says when they thing. hit a home run. That's his thing. There you go. It's great. And there's even like shirts. I, I love there, there are t-shirts made with like, you know, pictures of the BART train system. And it says next stop, pound town. <laughs> Oh, I love that that got your attention. Will Will goes yes. into a coma yeah, when we go into baseball talk. I know, talk. but then when you start talking hear, about wieners, Will, 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 hot goes, dogs. Will goes, did I see your pound town? And then he wakes up, and then he hears it, and he goes, wait. All right, I'm engaged. Microphone the only, on. The only better one would be like the bone zone. Uh, I love the bone zone. The yeah. Bone zone. Do you know where the bone zone is? The bone zone is a real place. Okay. The bone zone. Anybody know where it is? 503-250-1080. It's in the state of Oregon. It is a delightful You're place. You're just going to get a bunch of texts that are like, uh, yeah, my uh, address. It's a real, a real place. Hey-o. And the Bone Zone came up in conversation the other day. The Bone Zone is a run on uh, Timberline. It's a ski run. Ah. 
It's a snowboarding run. It goes through a little uh, natural gully. The bone and then zone. ends at my place. Hey, oh, the oh bone my zone, gosh. The bone zone is sweet. Don't you dare oh. disparage the bone zone. Uh, all right. Hey, we need to get to what to watch. Yeah. Uh, you two can gossip about your garbage four television. Four hours, 23, uh, t- let's see, four days, 23 hours, 17 minutes, 46 seconds. Sorry, just doing countdown. Oh, baseball. April yeah. 1st? Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. April 1st? Yep, yep. April 10, 10 1st. 10.05 a.m. What to watch is next. Center and Saint on 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore's showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. No, you're good. I was just joining in. You're good. Uh, what to watch? Uh, <laughs> oh, you guys should start doing that every time now. Sounds kind of creepy. Uh, Sweet 16, Oregon, Oregon State, uh, both playing this weekend. Oh, my gosh. You two are like the twins from The Shining. Uh, Come play with us, Luke. Yikes. Creepers. <laughs> uh, Will Darkens. What? What are you watching this weekend? All right. You ready for this? Sure. I got Beeves winning by three points. By three points. That's what huh? I said. Three okay. points are going to beat that stupid Sister Jean. Stupid Sister Jean. And her righteousness. Yeah, okay. I got the Beavs winning by three points. I think it's going to actually be a very close game. Should um, be very, know, very entertaining. Yeah, I know Loyola is uh, a good defensive team, and the Beavers have been outperforming on the three-point line. Yeah. Um, I'm also a massive fan of Silva. That guy is a big friggin' wall. <laughs> like, he is awesome inside, so I'm kind of hoping that he'll get some boards and we'll get some second-chance points there. But, like, yeah, man, I mean... Three friggin' points. Let's go. Let's, Let's get this thing. Elite eight, yo. Let's go. Come on, bro. Get it. Whoa. Dang. All right. All right. Uh, you have one omission from your uh, Cole Irvin story. Uh, What's how, that? How oh, yes. You- I know. The dumbest, the first thing I should have said is that he's an Oregon duck. Yeah. All yeah. right. Label that. So what we'll do- watch for Cole Irvin to uh, see if he can there you go. make the starting oh, rotation. Watch yeah. for Yeah. yeah. Hey, no, that's a fantastic one. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm watching for. Uh, so far, uh, Loyola Chicago, uh, Will has scored 71 points in their first two games. Uh, they won 71-60 against Georgia Tech in the tournament, and they won 71-58 against Illinois. So the magic number is 74 for you if they're going to win by three. Oh. The Beavs have won 80-70 to and 70-56. to But if I look at that, the first game against Tennessee, you need them to come out hot and stifle them. I think this is going to be a really low-scoring game. Dude, just turn it on at the end. It's gonna be. It's gonna come down to a big shot. That's to what to watch for in this one. Mm. Who is going to make the big shot at the end? If it's your scenario, it's gonna be tied 48-48. Somebody's gonna rise up. Ethan Thomas for three for the win. Mm. 
Yeah, watch for the very, watch for the watch for the final moments of that game. It's going to be fantastic. That was my crowd noise. Was it? It was very oh, good. I <laughs> thought it was a real crowd noise that Will was playing over this. Did you really? Sounds, no, really thought no. it was a real sound effect. No, no, I did not. No. All right, Me that's either. what to watch for this yeah. weekend in sports. Uh, Will, what are you what are you watching? What are you what are you binging, bruh? All right, I'm here to here to admit it. It's not good. Uh oh. You know, it's like one of those things where like you just start having a beer a night. And then, like, it turns into two beers. Next and then two beers. Yeah. Yeah. Two beers turns mm-hmm. into a mad dog. Yeah. A mad dog turns into a four loco, and you're in your neighbor's lawn <laughs> naked with a flashlight. Yep. And there. Who hasn't been there, Will? Who hasn't been there? Find a dollar for every time that happens. Oh, man. 13 bucks. That's what it would be. Well, $13. Yeah. What a fistful of dollars. <laughs> Teen Mom 2. <laughs> Dude, that's what's happened. I've gotten oh, so no. addicted to trash TV, ah. the dating shows, the reality shows, the let's follow you around while you do something mundane show. That's where I'm at now. It's, what's up, Teen Mom? This this woman had a, a kid at 16, 17. Now she's just trying to get through life. A lot of it's kind of boring, but mm-hmm. I can't stop watching it. So question for you, because I, I know I know zero about That's Teen awesome. Mom okay. 1 or Teen Mom mm-hmm. 2. Are they, is it like Teen Wolf? No, it's oh, not. Nobody darn. morphs into a mythical creature that mm. then murders. I don't think he murders mm. anybody in that. Not in Teen not Wolf. Teen, teen Wolf, Wolf 2. Was, teen Wolf 2 murders everybody. But in Teen Wolf. I thought Michael J. Fox does murder someone. No, he murders no. a basketball game. Yeah, oh, yeah he, he does. totally does. Yeah, he, he mur- murders the rim. You gotta call the cops because he murdered it. Yeah, he murdered the rim. Um, mm-hmm. So in Teen Mom 2, is this the same Teen Moms from Teen Mom, the original Teen Mom, when they had their second kid? I'm really glad you asked that because that's a common misconception. In fact, these are whole new moms. Oh. They're oh, different moms. But moms. Are they mothers of two? No. In fact, it's just it's label just, two because they have two shows that each or, make money. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. So, so it's like so it's not to, a sequel. It's no, just, no, no. Okay. No, it's not a sequel. It's a whole different thing. It's like a thing. reboot. Gotcha. In fact, it's, it's... It's a whole nother thing. Yeah, it's a whole different gotcha. storyline. It's okay. different. It's, it's, it's a whole new concept. Except the moms, um, it's well, actually, it's nah, the same thing. Nah. It's oh, just okay. different people. Just They're different just people. Struggling. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, <laughs> Jen. What what garbage television are you well, watching? I don't have any garbage cow. television. Well, I mean, kind of garbage. I guess I watched that four-hour-long Justice League. Oh, did um, you? Yeah, oh, it was, yeah. It was, I need to know what the what is. It's just a uh, different. It's just a different edit of the original movie. What is going I on with this? Guess I know so. nothing about this. I guess so. I mean, I. I I, it starts, well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't know certain things that happened, and I was like, are they going to explain it in this four-hour-long movie? But apparently I have to watch a different movie to find out how certain things happen that end up in this big, long, four-hour-long movie. There's required viewing before I guess a so, because movie? there were certain things about Superman that I didn't know. And I was like, are they going to explain that? But they didn't. And I'm like, oh, so I Google and I'm like, I got to watch another movie to find out what happened. So what, so. what, what did you find out about Superman that like, well, yeah, yeah, we're not worried about spoilers here. Well, that he was dead. I didn't know he was dead. Oh, damn. Wait, he was yeah. dead before the movie and then he was alive in the movie? Mm, well, no, like the so first uh, scene is, is shows undead? him dying. And then Batman's all like, oh, God, we've got to get everybody together. So Why does everybody do that voice? Did, Why do they all do that voice? Did Christian Bale it's ruin terrible. it for everybody? Yes, and I hate it. It's so bad. Why did do Michael they do that, voice? do that voice? Um, 
kind of a Batman. Yeah, he kind of did, uh, but not like Christian Bale. Or, Christian Bale over oh the top. Oh God, that was the worst. And the and the Ben Affleck. I mean, like he looks okay as Bruce Wayne with the gray streaks, but I just the way he talks. So I, you're I, saying yeah. you would like Affleck to go in a different direction, and be like, I'm Batman. Hi, I'm Batman. I no, actually but I would. Think you need, I mean, that's just ridiculous. It's so it's so cartoony, but I'm I guess here to it's a cartoon. Crime. So. <laughs> like, like, like a sassy animated cat all of a sudden oh screw you joker oh screw you i'm gonna get you joker uh, that, like that. That, yeah i think i would do yeah. that yeah that would be good hey yeah. alfred why don't you clean up the bat cave this place is a mess yeah there you go yeah I'm trying to figure out what's going on what i don't is, know there's Bruce gotta Wayne be something like? in between what will was doing yeah. and what ben affleck does or what christian it, bale does. doesn't it feel because yeah. i've heard the the ben affleck clips i haven't seen any of the mm-hmm. movies but it sounds like he's doing an impression of christian bale yeah Batman. it kind of is, if yeah. that's what it kind of felt yeah, like your a little own bit thing too. yeah affleck but, but you know i mean like the all the other new like superheroes oh, with the flash and the you know yeah. wonder woman in there and everything it was it was cool i mean it was fun to watch but it, you know there was stuff that i was like i'm not sure about that i don't know what that is so i had to like google different references did you watch wonder stuff. woman 1984 i did that was terrible it was so silly but i was like well, it wasn't silly it was terrible yeah admit that it was a terrible okay. it was terrible movie. but was i love virtually unwatchable but i love linda carter i mean like i was just she so did excited a little cameo which is great i was like oh it's gonna be her and then she turned around and it was. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. But that, that movie was. I spoiled it. For that movie was terrible. All right. Wonder Everyone Woman. have a wonderful yeah. weekend tomorrow. Yes, Double ducks. Yes. The women, then the men. They're super Ooh. produced pre-show, Five. mid-show, late show. It's all ducks all day tomorrow. Starts at three o'clock, I believe. Three o'clock. Four days, 23 hours, six minutes, 58 seconds. We're done. Bye-bye. Opening day. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law